Have you played Breath of the Wild? You know, I can't, I've been playing that in bed because it's it's nice and chill in bed. It's a chill bed game because you just wander around your... with your wee parachute. What? Where have you gotten to with it? Where are you? I have. I got linked to dress up as a Gerudo. Uh, oh, we infiltrate... we little boy. I think so. Is that is that who it was? Yeah. Well, no, in Gerudo town, Vi are what their word for women, and Vo are their word for men. Yeah, for the for the, for the boys. Hello, hello, Vi. Vi, and Vi then Luke. we've got, and I think I did the fish, the fish one, the Zora play, the Zora yeah. divine beast. That, that game's where so open ended, where it's like gotta I just follow Swindon, or yeah, Sidon as he's normally known as. Yeah, the 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 fish boy everyone seems to be supreme thirst for. There, I, there was a bit on a gif came up on Tumblr, and it was like the two creators of Breath of the Wild or Age of Calamity or one of them, people who designed and created Sidon, and the interviewer was like, "What about the fan reaction to Sidon? What what do you think of that? Cause just everyone finds him hot, <laughs> and these two like guys just kind of looked at each other." In a way that could either mean one of two things. It either means they 100% intended for him to be hot six foot shark man. Or they made him and then like sort of sat, looked at it and went, he's really hot. And so it was like a, we also appreciate shark boy. (laughs) Yeah. Shark man. Shark man. because you can still listen to this podcast excellent and on that note hi everybody hi <laughs> welcome to the last recorded podcast of the year of popcorn profile what a way to end it yeah i know right and it's myself as usual the boy sam followed by the boy becca Woo. Woo. and this this week sorry i keep thinking of the horrible collective video thanks becca uh, this it's week... not horrible. It's Knuckles <laughs> gently describing about the trouble that Eggman's been putting him through and about his own body and how it functions. It's biology, <laughs> Sam. Okay. Don't be mean to science. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, and this week <laughs> we're taking a look at the third film that Satoshi Kon made, which is a, I guess, probably on time for this recording, is a Christmas film by the Christmas. name of. Christmas by the name of Tokyo Godfathers. It's a story about three homeless people who find an abandoned baby and try and return it to its mother. Yes. What did you think, Becca? As someone who'd never seen it before. I have very undecided and mixed feelings on it. Okay. What what specifically? I've got a feeling about what some of it is. <laughs> What's your guess? Uh, some of the stuff revolving around maybe Hannah. What, what do you mean by some of the stuff? I feel like some of the language used, especially when it came out, was kind of like I watched it, rewatched it for this, obviously, and it was just kind yeah. of Hannah gets misgendered a lot, which made me be like, mm. and Jin is kind of terrible all the way through the film. So I did a little bit of research into this because I was like, oh. is this film actually just? that transphobic or is it an of the culture thing 
or is it a weird translation thing? A bit, a bit of both. Mm-hmm. There is sort of like a, you know, Japan's really conservative type of deal. Oh yeah, it is. It's about what Yakuza would have you believe. Yeah. So there was like a lot of that going on, and like you know, it, from the other characters, it's still not fine, but like you know, a bit more accepted than like the people that Hannah lives with being like horrible to her. But mm-hmm. there was also like a lot of really validating stuff that Hannah yeah. said, and like the sort of like, oh, I am a woman inside, and that, and then the fact that they kept using the wrong pronouns and misgendering her, I was like. What? But apparently that's just a thing of the dub. Yeah, apparently the English dub they've actually um because the dub came out this year. I'd say dub uh, subtitles. Yeah, the, like the original Japanese voiceover. Uh, the, yeah. the English dub that came out this year and it was the, the first. I wanted to try and get that one because I feel like it would have been better to get more up to date. But I could, it's not out in the UK uh, where they actually got a trans actress to play Hannah. Yeah, I so, saw that, and that's why I'm like, you know, reserving most of my judgment for it because mm-hmm. I would happily like actually really want to watch that version and I feel like it would be a lot better mm-hmm. just for like more inclusive yeah inclusiveness of it because yeah. there's nothing inherently in the story that is transphobic it's just mostly character lines and that's easily yeah. written over and apparently the subtitles on the blu-ray that we watched aren't the worst subtitles out there for uh, transphobia. Oh god. Because know how throughout all the film Jen keeps referencing to Hannah as an old queer mm-hmm. and a whatever queer. Mm-hmm. So at the start I was like that's a bit... Mm. But then yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a point in the film where Hannah refers to herself as that and I was like okay. She does. Okay like you know you're free to reclaim the word it was used at a time when it was more of a slur and not something you say usually mm-hmm. but a lot of people are trying to reclaim it now so sure apparently some subtitles of it change that word into a very horrible word which is also a synonym for cigarette here in the uk oh god no really are you serious yeah yeah so every time they said queer insert that word in if you don't know what oh. word i'm meaning it's also used to like help burn people at the stake and burn bonfires and starts with an F and it's not fun. It's not fun, no. Well, okay. So I'm, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad this wasn't, wasn't that great. version. Um, Man, if it was that version, I would have just not watched it, Sam. I, I wouldn't have watched it. Like, yeah, Jesus no. Christ, it would have been, like, horrendous. Like, imagine yeah. that came on. Yeah, so you know how in the, you know how in the Toku Godfather's sub that we watched, uh, they would people would reference Hannah as like a sort of queer mm-hmm. uh, there was another one that came out and it circulated for a bit and then I think it got taken out because it was really offensive they used the F word <gasps> <laughs> you hear that gasp from Liv I heard that gasp oh. mm. first audience reaction yup that's how I responded when I found out and like before that I was feeling pretty uncomfortable watching it because though like I can't really speak on like trans experiences or any of that I do know people who are trans and like sort of quite into this sort of LGBT plus world and so like mm-hmm. constantly being referred to as like queer I was like mm, does she want that though and like calling Hannah by the wrong pronouns I was like mm. and then when I found out 
okay, it could be worse. These are the worst ones. And also, mm. they've taken the steps to like fix it and update it for the English dub. I was like, okay, okay, I'm yeah. a lot more relaxed. And I was able to get more into the story now. Okay, and I will say for the main point of this is um, Hannah's my favorite character in the film. I think she's fantastic. Oh, she's amazing. She's she's the best thing in the entire movie. Um, and like I like I like Miyuki, and I like well, I think Jin is a is a complete and utter prick. But I think that his journey through the f- the film can at least he has a redemption arc that doesn't end up in him dying. He has to make a change within himself. Yeah, very true. I did enjoy like the characters and what each of them were going through. Mm-hmm. And that because at the start I was like, these don't seem like nice characters. Is this going to be one of those? Oh, you love them because you hate them stories. But no, they were actually just people, which was yeah. really nice. Um, and I think. Like, I remember the first time I watched this, when I was kind of... Like, I, again, at the start, I was kind of, like, hesitant to sort of get into it. Because I was like, I don't really... Mm, mm, mm. And then, I don't know, as the story goes up, like, I, you really get... I feel like you really get wrapped up in what the gang are doing. And yeah. um, and kind of, like, the journey that they're trying to go on. And I think I think the film can be, like, really hilarious at points. Then, like, the some bits that I watch... Every time I watch it, it still makes me laugh out loud. Um... And like one of my favorite things is some of the background stuff that happens. Like there's a bit where Hannah's like walking down the street with Miyuki, and she turns around to scold Jin and um, no Kyoko, and she turns around to scold Jin and uh, Miyuki, and then you just see the back, like just a little background shot of just like a like a guy on a mobile scooter just crashing. Like if Hannah had kept going, like the amount of like near misses that they have in this film is insane. I did not see any of them. Oh. Then again, it was my first time watching it, so I was just trying to figure out what even was happening. Yeah, um, a lot more clear of a story than the other two. Yeah, like I think, like we were talking about this before with *Midnight Actress* and *Perfect Blue*, where a lot of it is memories jumping back and forth, what's real, what's reality, kind of thing. Whereas this has, I think, this has one flashback, and it's when you find out, and it's a turns out it was a dream sequence where it's Miyuki trying to remember. Where you find out why Miyuki left home, kind of thing, and you see it from her perspective. Excuse you, we also get a flashback to Hannah singing at the bar. Yes, we do, and that bit's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. How dare you forget it? Oh, because um, yeah, and I like that was one thing I quite like. Like you do get everyone's sort of background because I I was like I wonder why Hannah, like like because you find out the reason why Hannah is so big on like like obviously she wants to care for a child herself but she can't bear a child herself so she she takes this upon herself and you find out that she was abandoned as a child so she got raised by the i guess the, the like her mother who runs like the 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 bar that she worked at until she got called a fart and then had to leave or felt she had to leave for obvious reasons i kept on thinking about ichiban yeah <laughs> that's i don't know if you you also felt that yeah, I did. We've watched it since you finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, um, and I'm just like, I'm here for this, being raised in a bar. You go, girl. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we stand and we know it can make amazing people in this world. Fictional yeah. people, but also probably real people. Yeah. If you've ever Specific- been raised in a bar, let us know. It seems we'll to be specific. You on a podcast, maybe. Maybe. It seems to be specifically Japanese fiction. For like this is like two for two. Um, yeah, that's fine with me. Listen, Western media doesn't need to take everything. No, it does not. It really does not. Um, and 
like I even like the fact that Jin like Jin's story is like like you find out like there's so much lies that he builds up like, there's a whole thing where it's like oh I was a professional um, biker He's yeah, like, a bicycle a racer. I yeah. was questioning that from the get-go. I was like, what even is a bicycle racer? Yeah. Because isn't they called cyclists? Yeah. And aren't you then like, you know, it's, I don't know what else you can cycle and race in apart from the Tour de France. Yeah. <laughs> or like um, I, I, Olympics, maybe? Or like, I don't know. I've never, I've never like, watched professional cycling as a sport. <laughs> yeah, like when he told that story, I like that you wanted to believe it at that point because it's like mm-hmm. a sad story you don't want to be like oh that's fake but at the same time when you look back on it you're like yeah he said it was a bicycle racer and that like someone else was doing something bad that he knew so he got kicked out as well like it just doesn't line up but at the time much like hannah you're like oh, oh, oh and then he died oh i can't call fake you said your daughter died yeah Ooh. oh yeah and then you get that bit where he actually meets his daughter at the hospital and she's the nurse like I like the the thing I think the thing I like the most about this film is that you get these little details all the way through it, like little breadcrumbs of stuff. Like Jin gets upset yeah. and they call the baby Kyoko, and then you get like um, even like Jin telling his story about how his wife died and his daughter died and it didn't really happen. And then he meets the doctor that looks pretty much exactly like him, and his wife and his daughter actually died. And it's like a divergent path from Jin, yeah. almost. I like when they're at the house and they're talking about um the bad baby stealer lady mm-hmm. and her husband is like yeah he just always drank and gambled and then we're actually looking at Jen like picking up a gambling thing and looking at it and like in the middle of drinking and I was like it's you it's you Jen it's you <laughs> yeah he was literally like it me yeah um and then also when you find out that the nurse lady is his daughter and you're like that's why she paused and watched the TV because it was talking about the dude that like yeah he owed all the money to and then that's why she turned around and like started talking to them yeah and it's like it's, I love all these like little wee intricate details and I also love the bit like this is less intricate but it's like um like I like I love Hannah and Jin's relationship despite the fact that Jin is kind of terrible they both very clearly care about each other a lot to the point where Hannah said that she's basically in love with him. <laughs> yeah, I the... did. She didn't say it. It, it was... Uh... Is it Miyuki? Miyuki, yeah. Yeah, she was like, you're basically in love with him, right? And then Hannah's like, no. No. <laughs> and then dodges out of the taxi fare, which was like a power move, which we respect. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as they find out this homeless dude maybe died, immediately in tears, running over to the body, and yeah. find out it's not him it's like oh we're fine <laughs> yeah but it's like I'm I I think one of the things I really do like with Stoichi like I feel like he's re- he's able to flip the script like especially in this I feel like he flipped the script real quick from kind of like comedy lightheartedness to really dark serious stuff to stuff that I thought was quite scary like see when Jin's looking after the old like I love the like the joke of like the old man where he's like kind of drinking and he passes away and then Jin goes to close his eyes and then you see like the windmill stop and he goes to close his eyes and he's still alive <laughs> And he just like he's like ah, <laughs> and then when he comes out after he's died, and then you just see these like guys in the background, and I, I literally remember thinking to myself, oh god no. Or or um, and he gets the absolute snot kicked out of him, um, yeah. and then he gets saved by a quote unquote angel, <laughs> and then she's that. like, would you like my help or a hospital? And he's like a hospital. And he's like you don't have to be so rude. <laughs> Excuse you. The actual line is, would you like my magic or an ambulance? 
Oh, yeah. See, this is why I watched the films on the day now, because I, I can remember them. Yeah. If I watched it yesterday, I would have no idea what we're even talking about. <laughs> well, there we go. Um... But yeah, like I, I, one of the things I did quite like was the fact that, um, like another little detail is that kind of Miyuki, like all her clothes are like super baggy on her and stuff, and then you kind of get the flashback to when she was back living with her parents, or you see the the photo album that she's got with her cat Angel, yeah. and then um, you get the dream sequence where you see like she was she was like quite a bit chunkier when she was living with her parents, and it's kind of like, obviously she's just kind of lost all the weight because she's been living on the streets for six months. And then I, the one thing I like love about the dream sequence is that it cuts to her dad, and then it turns around and it cuts to Hannah being her mum, holding yeah. holding Kyoko, and then it cuts to Jin being the dad, and it cuts to her and how she is now, and then Kyoko's just got little wings because she's like the little angel. It's cute. We love that baby. Yeah. Oh man, I um see like the sort of final sequence at the end of the film where like the like the mum that steals the, the child that steals Kyoko and then is about to literally throw herself off the roof um I said this like I was watching it with Liv um for this and it's mm-hmm. literally when Miyuki says like does it it's like do you think Kyoko wants to see her mum and dad and then she just cause she's like like she, cause of all the trauma and stuff that she's gone through in her life she just looks at child and just imagines uh, Kyoko just going I want to go home I cry at that every time I'm just like and while I'm thinking about it now, I just it something about it in my chest is just like, oh, I just want them all to be okay. <laughs> oh man, like it it did really get me towards the end with like the, oh, duh, you made me care. Yeah. I don't want them to fall off. Oh no. Like, and then it I, it did out of all the characters and all the uh, Satoshi Kon films we watched, these are the ones I have cared about the most. I think this is my favorite Satoshi Kon film for the sole fact that it's like you said, like I I care about the characters in this so much. I like I even Jin, who's terrible, and like it's just I want everyone to be fine, and I love like I I kind of love the whole like sort of circumstances surrounding the whole event of them looking after Kyoko, like some of the crazy stuff that happens. Like like there's a lot of stuff that just feels like random pure chance craziness. I when they help that. Um, mob boss who's just stuck under the car when they're just walking out the yeah. cemetery after they got all the baby stuff and he's just like getting crushed <laughs> or I... um, like or when they're like they're in the, the shop and uh, the like Kyoko starts crying because Jin and Hannah have an argument and then the ambulance just crashes straight into the shop <laughs> that man that like really got me like the the whole the baby's a messenger from god and we must protect her and god will protect us and at the start i was like okay hannah okay you just watched the nativity play yeah maybe it's getting to you a little bit but like sure whatever but then like as the film went on i was like really starting to believe it and it's like the sort of you're in the places you're supposed to be is something that always gets me in like real life and narratives of like wow if we'd stayed in there for two more minutes and not listened to our child we would be dead and I'm like uh, oh no yeah it's like I can't uh, but then there, there's the the other like the mo- I think like the most insane bit of just like fate working out is where Hannah literally launches herself off the building to grab Kyoko and then while she's falling 
while holding the banner, it just flies up, and you get that nice little silence of her just floating down. And yeah. it's great. Man, so terrified in that moment. I was like, not the best character in The Child. Please, no. Because I know <sighs> the type of media you like to watch, Sam. That was Loki terrified for someone committing suicide, someone actually dying throughout this whole entire film. Mm. But nobody does. That's usually what happens with your media. Nobody did. <laughs> nobody and, did. I, I think that's why I like I'm it shocked. so much. Where, like, you get these sort of really dark moments of introspection. I, you know, like, Kyoko's whole thing where she stabbed her dad is horrible, right? Yeah. And then there's the whole thing that, like, despite that, the dad wants her, just wants her to come back. He just wants his daughter back. Like, I remember when Kyoko read the, like, the newspaper and it was saying angels come home and I'm just like, oh, God. Because it's like she would feel even, yeah, right? She would just feel, like, terrible and you're like, just, just come on. Oh. Would you stab your dad over a cat? Oh. No. <laughs> if what? if you came home, because I think if Liv came home and Ash was missing, she would stab you. <laughs> Liv, here we go. Yeah, hypothetical time. Uh, would you stab me over a cat? Would I stab you over a cat? Like the Kyoko situation in Tokyo Godfather. Like, say you came home and Ash was missing. Her name um, isn't Kyoko. Miyuki, sorry. No, but like, he led to the cat getting getting out. Yeah. So if I was responsible for Ash getting away. I'd, I'd be angry, but I wouldn't... Stab me. I wouldn't stab <laughs> me. No, I'd like to think I have better control of my emotions. <laughs> That's fair. He deserves Why? to get stabbed. Becca says I deserve to get stabbed. <laughs> oh. Especially if you can't then find Ash. He is a chunky boy who can't run far. Oh, you'd be surprised how fast Ash can run and how far he'll go. He'll he'll literally just he's run. Like, he's like white than speed. Yeah, it's like his his chunkiness betrays his actual speed. Yeah, he's one of the fastest cats. Same. I've seen. <laughs> also same. <laughs> But Corporal Fail, Chunky, Speedy, and Cloaca 3. <laughs> oh. Come on, I made it like 25 minutes without talking about it again. Proud of you. Well done. <laughs> but you can also just cut them all out if you don't want any talk of that. Nah, we got... We, in the podcast. You know how this podcast goes. We have to at least have one recurring meme per episode. And this is... Cloaca's the one, I guess. I'm just impressed that I managed to derail the podcast before we even started it. It's a talent. <laughs> well done. Golf clap. Thanks. Thanks. It's the highlight of my year. <laughs> but, um, not Hyrule Warriors. Not Hyrule Warriors. It's Cloaca derailment. <laughs> this just in. Cloaca derailment in Popcorn Profile. So... You froze so you missed that joke, but you'll hear it later. No, no I heard it. I heard it. Cloaca I did a derailment. sick joke. I don't think you heard it. Cloaca derailment and popcorn profile. This just in. Was that oh, it? Nice, you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure you heard it. You keep freaking out so hard. You're oh, like going silent and going dodgy. Oh no. Internet. What's it? What's it even doing? Mine, I'm at full bars. What's happening here? This internet is as shoddy as the English subtitles in Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there is some lines where I'm just like, what the. F- um, 
but like oh one of the things I like like what do you think of like the, the overall like sort of animation of the film like how, how it looked because I like liked the overall style of it and there wasn't anything that like really got to me except for how much they changed Hannah's face whenever she started crying or like particularly emoting. oh yeah I, I kind of lose it every time. Like, there's that bit where they're like, um, it's like the bit where they find out that they might have to give her away. Like, what if she could die? And then Hannah just like freezes and then just starts going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's fair enough. People are allowed to cry. We support that here at Popcorn Profile. But when you have a character who is trans and presenting as more feminine, it's like fair if she's got like the sort of more masculine style jaw because that's something that happens unless you can pay for the surgery or start it soon enough you will always have a more masculine looking jaw mm-hmm. but then like when you see her front on her face is quite slim and the same size as her neck but then when she starts to cry her jaw extends and becomes more masculine which I think is the main problem I had with it that no other characters changed as much when they were moaning or doing stuff and like yeah. it Fair enough if it's like a sort of adding things to it and over animating her for a point, but then it's like why over animate her to the point where she looks more masculine if she is this feminine presenting character? Mm. Yeah, all my main points revolve around the treatment of Hannah. Yeah, that <laughs> that's fair. I had a feeling this was going to be good because I again I like again I obviously I can't say how opposite Hannah is as me not be, not being trans myself, but I even even though me looking in I could see. A lot of reasons why people would take issue over a lot of how Hannah is portrayed in the film, which is why I hope the dub, you know, like, fixes a lot of I was looking into this and seeing if I could find anything from actual trans people and what they've been saying about it, and a lot of people really relate to her. Mm-hmm. And like that when she runs away with Kyoko, and maybe goes to the police station, and has a breakdown, and uh, Jen and Muka are. I'm sorry for how much I butcher her name. It's okay. And they're running after her, and it's like, wow, she's got big feet. And it's like, yeah, that feet's the one thing that can't be fixed. Like, they keep pointing that out as that's a really good line and very poignant for some people because it's something that can't be changed. You can't get surgery to, like, make your feet smaller. Because mm-hmm. I just, like, feet are mad, man. Yeah. Don't want to go near them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like little things like that. People are like, yeah, they really like that representation, but like the sort of misgendering of her throughout it yeah. gets to them. It was interesting because I, I, I also like going into Tokyo Godfathers, I, I kept looking for news to see if there was a dub about because I knew we were going to cover Satoshi Khan at some point. I wanted to make sure we got a dub. So if Louise wanted to, she could take part in the podcast for it. Um, and I did see a couple articles, well, yeah. not a couple, I'll lie. I saw one that talked about how they, they felt that Hannah's like portrayal, for the most part, in Toku Godfathers was like in particular I guess specifically for Japanese animation as well where it's kind of like this doesn't happen that much if at all and if it happens normally it's a horrific stereotype yeah which don't get wrong there is parts of this that kind of have the eye the bit where she has the massive extended jaw when she's like bawling her eyes out and stuff um but then like they say like the feast stuff or like some of the stuff just in general with Hannah um is kind of like you know she like she wants to be inside she feels like she was she is like she is a woman like hannah is a woman kind of thing and you know yeah 
a lot of stuff would kind of just be a bit more, I guess, sensationalist and not as caring with it as I feel like this film is for the most part. Yeah, I did thoroughly enjoy it and I I do feel like I would have enjoyed it more if we had filmed the English dub Mm -hmm. or had a way to watch it and then we'd also potentially have had Louise with us. Yeah. Because Louise is here to represent those of you who cannot read subtitles or cannot read subtitles fast enough to be able to understand a film in a foreign language and therefore this film is unaccessible to her at the moment which is a shame. Yeah. Because I feel like she'd have a lot to say about this. Because she knows more about these issues than me. Because Louise is a smart person who actually reads factual books and interviews with people. Mm. <laughs> Louise the big brain. Louise has such a big brain and does not believe me when I tell them they have a big brain. <sighs> the pains. The pains of being big brain. The pains of the big brain. <laughs> but yeah, one day we'll get the actual dubbed version. And then. Or we could do like a re review um, kind of thing. A revisit. Well, yeah, when we do like a. Retrospective. Let's cover the last few seasons. Yeah, our second retrospective. Because we are on. What season are we on now? We are on. So, per directive. Five? I think so. So. <laughs> so. We had. Salar, Oz, um. Lynn Ramsey, Wes Craven, yeah, five. So she con. I remember things. I, I don't. <laughs> it's because you're terrible. No. You just don't remember things. I got, ba- I got bad brain. Oh, is it big though? Uh, Lev, do I have big brain? It can be big and bad. Lev, do I have big brain? What? Do I have big brain? Yeah. Yay, I have big brain. Lev said I have big brain, so it must be true. <laughs> it's the only reason that's the only like reasonable explanation as to why your head is so big thank you thank you for that double (laughs) what's what's the word backhanded compliment yeah that one thank you you can hear me like kind of silently oh, I can. the whole of that but that really that really got me I could tell uh, do I have a do I have big brain silence do I have big brain what do I have big brain <laughs> yeah like it was beautiful it was such a good moment you need to just bring that out of your recording and just like post it to the the popcorn profile twitter please you got, thank you you got it I will a sneak thank, peek of things thank you yeah oh things to come and then at the end there's like five seconds of silence and then just both of us saying cloaca no don't do that i won't don't worry so do we need to put a link to the knuckles video somewhere yeah why not just be like just like as a a ps here's the link to the meme that uh becca was hard memeing about well done cloaca will also the description of the cloaca will also be the podcast opener (laughs) or just me reacting to that that video I mean, it's definitely going to start with uh, the bit about the podcast mm. right before we started, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said that, and then you'd done the intro, and I'm like, well, that's on the internet forever. <laughs> but it's fine, because no one I know listens to this. That's fine. Same. 
<laughs> yeah, when people at work inevitably find out about this and maybe start listening to it. They're like, oh man, I didn't know you started doing a podcast with Adam. <laughs> yeah, they would. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you could just say so much stuff and get Adam in trouble for it. Oh God, I could, eh? <laughs> Unlimited power. Unlimited power. Oh. Anyway, what were we talking about with the film? <laughs> I've got very, very little more to say on this film, if you couldn't tell by my derailment. I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed the story. It was both sad and heartwarming, much like um, Jojo Rabbit in a sort of weird way where it didn't end the way you wanted it to end, but it was still quite nice journey. Yeah. I wish the subtitles were better translated. I wish it wasn't as transphobic as the subtitles make it seem, which it apparently isn't. And I look very much forward to watching it in English with this dub, not because I don't like hearing it in Japanese. It is very fun and I love reading subtitles, but the subtitles really, really got to me. That's fair. Um, I'd and say... that's my review. Um, subscribe to my TED Talk for more. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing, the way the film ends. You find out that they're basically millionaires. Because <laughs> Jin has the lottery oh, ticket. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. It like came up on the newsreel and I was like, this is going to be important. And he pulled something out and I'm like, lottery ticket? And it was the address. And I was like, oh. I was like, this is going to go somewhere. But then because it was like, the baby's been stole afterwards, you're like, okay, maybe it was just like a lead-in to that bit. And so it, it was very good, like, mm. payoff Yeah, is the word I'm searching for. Oh, and you also have the payoff of the whole thing where Jim keeps talking about how he's not an action movie star. And then he has that crazy chase sequence at the end. Wait, also you have first of all the bit where he yeah. ta- catches up to them on the bike and he's bright red and trying to explain to them the situation where he's trying to sign out everything yeah. and it's like he's going like that and it's like you get the little cut out for like oh it's the mother yeah he's like <laughs> and it, it's that was fun and then you have the, the big chasing like I remember when the mother crashes the car and then Jin just goes flying and you just hear him hit the railing I got scared I was like please for the lo- don't tell me he's no <laughs> Um, oh, and the ca- the poor cabbie <laughs> they, they keep oh, running into. F's in chat for that guy. Um, like a... skipped out on the full fares and then also just crashed his car. But to be honest, that's more of a sign of his driving rather than what they're doing. Yeah. I apologise for my audio on this one. It's going up and down like nobody's business. That's fine. It's okay. We'll, I, I'll, I'll be able to work it. As in there's bits where I'm mumbling and bits where I'm very loud. That's fine. And also I'm swiveling, so that's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I kind of turned my mic down. Well, I turned my mic down because I was peeking it before I turned it down when we started. So I was like, uh-oh, let's get that. Let's let's fix that Peak one. Peek and duck. Yeah. Um, and then we also had... Um, oh, yeah. And another one of the things that I always thought was quite good with the jokes in Tokyo Godfathers where you had the background stuff with when Miyuki and Hannah are kind of walking on their own and they're looking to give Kyoko back and she's talking about how I can't believe the mother would abandon their baby. Um, oh, I don't know how bad this freezes. Becca? F's in chat for internet. Hello? The sanctity of this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, God. There's lots of silence now because you are frozen. Oh, this is really bad. What's up? There's not Uh, much going on. My connection's just got really terrible. Hang on, I'll see what happens if I turn off the video. It's been a while now. I hope you come back soon. 
Oh no. No, I just was very awkward. Oh no, my internet cut out. Becca, can you hear me? Are you back? I'm back, yeah. I thought my internet cut out. I got terrified there. I was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. I was also terrified. You, oh, got, sh- you got me talking, then silence, then me talking, and you froze again. Hello? And you're Hello? Well, that was a good Becca? hour recording. We went for like oh. half an hour without talking about the film. And we've had a half an hour of technical difficulties with Samwise's internet. He's in his video is back up. He's in better quality. Be He's still frozen though. And that. the lights seem to have dimmed. There's weird noises outside in my hallway. There's people. There we go. Louise is back home. And Sam is back. back. Hello everybody. Sorry for that little yeah. hiccup there. Um, did you catch anything I was saying? When I, before I I caught nothing you were saying but feel free to like play it in real time and have me talking nonsense over you actually giving nah, it's, it's actual um, I was mainly talking about one of the other things I think I said at the start where they were, I liked how a lot of the stuff that in the background came to the foreground um, I for example we have the bit really close to the end where uh, Hannah and Yuki are walking along that bridge holding Kyoko and they're talking about how if Hannah's like if I was the mother I'd, I'd feel awful and probably want to you know kind of kill myself and then you just see in the background just the actual mother just taking her shoes off. I was I was watching I was like wait wait a minute hang on what hang on but it's not the actual yeah but then it turns out it's not the actual mother yeah I was watching that and Hannah was starting to be like that I would just commit suicide and I'm like oh Bit, but, bit rough and then you look in the background and I was like oh oh no oh no please don't let us see that and then she went off screen and I was like okay and then they were like no and I'm like okay good they're saving her and it's like you think it's good and then you find mm-hmm. out it's not good also that bit where she's like reaches for a baby and Hannah just fucking thwacks her in the face she thwacks her so good and then the next minute you're like Hey, she didn't deserve that, and then you find out what she did, and you're like, "Oh, she deserved you're like, that." Oh. And then you get that horrible cut where she's trying to breastfeed Kyoko, and I was like, "Oh, this is I don't like this. This is really dark." <laughs> yeah. But then you see, like, because like yeah. you also have the information where you know that's not the real mother, and then Kyoko's crying, and you're and you like Hannah and Yuki are just like, "It's fine, dude. She's just gonna miss us," and you're like, "That's not why Kyoko's crying." That's not why she's crying, man. Like. We also watched the finale of The Mandalorian this week. I heard. I've heard people saying it's kind of crazy. I have had enough of adoptive parents being really sad that their babies are gone. Like, can we stop that, please? It's like, this was the last thing you needed at the end of this week. (laughs) Yeah, like, wow. But this one ended good. because you get, like, they're millionaires. Not that Mandalorian ended bad. They're millionaires... And Kyoko's reunited with her dad. That's like the last thing in the film. Kyoko? Kyo- Miyuki, God. Mm, sorry, Miyuki. <gasps> Liv's brought me a drink of a fake mojito. A fake mojito? Oh, it's in a cup though, I can't see it. Hang on, here we go. By cup, I what? mean mug. Ooh. It's just everything. Uh, it's all green. Delicious. Mm. It's got mint and lime cordial with mint and... What does it taste like? Uh, mint and lime cordial mixed with lemonade. It is delicious. Ooh. It's refreshing. 
mint, um, and lime cordial, and lemonade. Oh, uh -huh. It's almost a seven up. Almost, probably better to be honest. I I think I prefer the seven up. It's more flavoursome. It's like refreshing. Um, but yeah, um, if if you've got if you've not got anything else left to say about the film, Becca, where would you rank it? Where is it in the rankings? Let me get out my ranking. Oh, and also see what Louise has said. Oh, Louise got me pies. Hey. Oh, see, this is why Louise is the best person I've ever lived with. Excellent. Take that, mum. <laughs> I mean, don't bring my mother into this. How dare I'm... you? I will not tell you my ranking until you apologise to my I... mother. I'll... Her name is I'll... Audrey. Please apologise. Audrey. Sir. I'm sorry. I apologise. Thank you. I'm going to send her this podcast with a timestamp and be like, don't listen to anything else in it. <laughs> Especially the thing that I said before that. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to the start. Maybe like skip a few minutes in, then I get really smart and start talking about actual issues in the world. But like most of the, if you hear a slight lilt of humour in my voice, stop listening. Man, I'm going to get you to apologise to my mum in a different podcast so I can send her one so it's not one where I'm talking about weird things. <laughs> okay, sound. So, where would you rank it? So, right now, this is with, like, the minus points of the subtitle track that we used to mm -hmm. watch this, which took away quite a lot from it. I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it weren't for mm. that. So that's why it's, like, reserved judgement. But right now, it is... My list goes. Go for it. Number one, Little mm -hmm. Shop of Horrors. Nightmare on Elm Street. You Were Never mm -hmm. Really Here. Perfect Blue. Dark Crystal. Scream. Tokyo Godfather. Number seven. Oof. Yeah, I, I put it above We Need to Talk About Kevin because I do like both of them, but I feel like this one's a bit of an easier mm -hmm. watch and I'm also very hopeful for this English yeah. dub. If the English dub is bad, it will okay. drop down. <laughs> The English dub is good. It might go above. Screen. Oh wow! There we go. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah. So for me, um, I think I said to you before, this is my favorite Satoshi Khan film. Um, yeah. I this is my this is my favorite film we've done for the podcast. I I I I I think I just love how personal the story is, and I love the characters in it so much. Like I, oh man, it's just something about it just warms my soul um i think it's very humanizing of not just like these characters in general but like like the struggle of being homeless in japan because i know like homelessness in japan is a real big issue and this, again this is the second piece of japanese media that i've consumed that talks about the homeless struggle in japan oh true <laughs> oh my god we could we should make a venn diagram of the similarities between this and you and i just look like the the charlie day meme of just the billboard <laughs> Well, I don't know if a Venn diagram would work, but I just really like Venn diagrams. There we go. It's just like, yeah. We need to find a third piece of media that also has homelessness and abandoned as a baby mm. in Japan, and then we can make a proper Venn diagram. I'll keep an eye out. See if I can recommend it for another Thanks. director. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, your list and your ranking, so, please, so, sir. So number one, may. Tokyo Godfathers. Uh, number two... Yeah. Perfect Blue. Uh, number yeah. three, You Were Never Really Here. Yeah. Nice. Uh, number four, 
We need to talk about Kevin. Uh, number five, Scream. Number six, Bone Tomahawk, and number seven, Millennium Actress. I am offended that you have none of my films in do your I top not? seven. Whereas I, I have two of yours in my top seven. You do not. What did Frank Oz do to insult? He's at number people? ten with Little Shop of Horrors. Which ten, I only make it to a ten. Yeah. Hey, I, I know who your next pick is. You may see a jump in this. <laughs> so, you know. Like, even one of Zeller's films is number nine for oh. me. Hang on, I'll probably change. Oh, wait, do I? Oh. Oh, back over that top. The, 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 oh, those other films are really, really... Like, Little Shop is... You don't have to... You don't I have to I'd... change it just because I'm complaining. I just thought I'd point out the, the service and insult insult to, 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 to Yoda himself where did, where did the English where did the English go it went it a went disgrace. to the cloaca to my honour the cloaca is not a place Sam it's a biological function it went to Knuckles cloaca no that's where the uh, chaos emeralds oh, are oh yeah of course yeah forgot oh. that well on that note I guess that wraps us up for the year <laughs> Wow, the, the start and the end. What a nice cloaca sandwich. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, join us next time. Well, first of all, for everyone who has tuned in over this last year, thank you very much. Everybody, we, we salute you. Thank you for... You're you the are best. the best. Thank you for listening to our... We also kindly curtsy and our bell for anyone who is offended by saluting. Of course. We also thank you greatly if you're guy gal or non-binary pal or just whatever the hell you want to be we respect i was using i was using that as my like sign on for my my stream hello guys gals non-binary pals welcome back to wonder ham well you also have to be inclusive of those who feel they're a bit of both those who feel they're they're neither but don't really want to apply the labels to them we're an inclusive place Mm -hmm. around here we love everybody unless you're an asshole yeah, if you also don't love everybody, please leave, but also still yeah, follow us. Yeah, please do us. that. Get that money. Like like subscribe. Get that money. You can't like and subscribe. Can you like and subscribe on the podcast? Totally can. Do it on Spotify. And you can do Oh, like and subscribe on yeah. Spotify. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and wherever else we are, uh, big thanks to NACA Media LLP for being our daddy. Being our, being our daddy boys. Special thanks to specifically Anton and Louise. Anton and Louise. I mean, you don't need to thank them specifically. Anton and Louise are yeah. the whole of NACA Media. Well, you know, I want to give them the shout out to them as individuals because they've been very lovely to us this year. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Louise. Louise has brought me there a pie. There you go. Well, how better a, a producer can you have? They're going to bring you pie. I know, right? You know. Go record your podcast. I'll feed you <laughs> afterwards. Exactly. What a deal. What's our, our next, next film, film is Satoshi Kon's final film that he made uh, before he passed away, which was Paprika. Which is Paprika. most probably well known in the West as the inspiration for Inception. Oh, I've never seen Inception. To be fair, this I think this is better than Inception. 
Oh, nice. I have seen that one clip of when that lady yeets into a television. Yeah, yeah, that bit's rad. But I've seen it in, like, GIF form on Tumblr, so I don't yeah. know what it is in context or what it sounds like. I've just seen her go into the television. I remember, I remember because you sent me this, and I think I described this. This this is this Satoshi yeah. Khan film where someone was just like, hey, let's just throw money at him to see what he can do. And that creates some pretty good media yeah, a lot of like, the time. I like you. Here's money. Go do the money thing. Make the money. Thanks for the money. Oh. Well, I think that's going to do it. So, to everybody Yay. who tuned in again, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Ta-da. Bye.